Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. Monday. Welcome to another episode of Creepy Vibes Only. I am your co-host Steph and you're still stuck with moi for this episode. Um, Just one quick note, I do have a slight tiny tiny cold so I will try my very best to not mouth breathe as much as possible and not, not sound super stuffy. So sorry, I will try my best. Now, since I uh, am doing this solo for the potentially the next little bit, not too sure, uh, I started thinking about what would kind of make things different and just really brainstorm on how to t- to change the structure since this was meant to be a two-person um, podcast. There, It's meant to have two voices, so... Listening back to last week's episode, aside from being very nervous recording solo, I also noticed that starting off with the creepy fact, although interesting, it was kind of awkward to to react to the fact alone. So I decided to start a new segment called Creepy Reads. And basically, this allows for a second voice to be onto the podcast. And specifically, that voice is yours the listener. So each week, I'll be starting off with a story that's been submitted by you. It could be a personal ghost story, something that happened to somebody you know, uh, this like really short urban legend. Like it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a ghost story. It could be um, something creepy that you saw or alien abduction. It could be anything. As long as it's creepy and spooky I will start off the episode with that and give the uh, give that second voice to this podcast. In addition, um, if ever you are an avid Reddit user like I am, and there is a post that you just uh, like ghost paranormal post that you just fell in love with and would love to have on this episode, you can send it my way. Just make sure that you give me the username of the person and the thread it was in just so that I can check permission beforehand to make sure that we can go ahead and read it on the podcast. And also, if you are someone that is a a writer and enjoys writing fiction and have is writing some like creepy uh creepy stories that are um or have like a relatively short segment and you want to send it our way, we'll all gladly read it. So that is how I'm going to be changing things up a bit to make it less uh, just me and make it more uh, interactive with you. So I'll be trying out a few different things throughout the next few weeks. If you have an idea, uh, like I mentioned last week, if you have an idea or something, shoot it my way and I will see what I can do. And uh, yeah, so that is our new segment. So every every week we're going to have, uh, at least once a week, we'll have, we'll start an episode with a creepy read. Um, so 
in honor of our very first episode with this new segment, let's begin. Our first story is sent in by Brad, who is one of the hosts of Strange History. Strange History may ring a bell, and it is because we have been playing their promo in our last few episodes. Strange History is a fantastic podcast. I highly recommend you check them out. Alyssa and Brad do a very, very good job. They cover um, the stories in history that are strange and weird, and that makes us who we are today. Super interesting. Do go and check them out. The... uh, They are a great podcast. And now let's start with Brad's story. Here we go. Down in Summers County, West Virginia, there is an old train tunnel built during or before the Civil War. As the war was ongoing, Confederate troops had a tendency of hanging Union soldiers all through the tunnel. Around the middle part of that tunnel, there is a 15-degree turn, making the thing unnaturally dark. There's no light at all. My stepfather used to work down there and told us stories of train workers seeing spectral soldiers watching them and things of that nature, but I digress. This is not a ghost story. In my youth, I had a big habit of trespassing, as we usually do, and because my mother is a bad influence, She usually tagged along, with the help and, in quotation marks, permission of my stepfather, we decided that we would walk the whole of Stretcher's Neck Tunnel, the local name of the aforementioned tunnel system. He had parked on the one end, and and our goal was to walk to the other, turn around, and come back. We cleared the first several hundred feet rather easily, and started to approach the 15-degree bend. And that's when we first noticed the cold and the sounds, or lack thereof, rather. It wasn't cold like we imagined. It was like standing naked outside in a snowstorm, and the deep hum of neon lights seemed to fill the air. For reference, there are no lights, but the sound got louder and louder as we walked. Just as the last bit of light disappeared on our backs, and we turned on flashlights, we caught movement. Maybe a hundred yards or so away, something stepping from the shadows. This was not uncommon, the tracks were still in use after all, and this appeared human. Yet, as it moved more and more into the light, it started to twist and change. Large, naked, stark, white, gray, and standing just looking at us. We stared back, transfixed on whatever it was we were seeing. Yet, when it dropped to all fours and started to crawl towards us like a curious animal, we panicked. Running was probably not the best option, but we were scared to high hell. Whatever it was, whatever it was chased for just a few feet. We could hear its what I assumed to be nails clicking on the train tracks as it gave chase, but as I said, it stopped only after a few feet. Mother and I told my stepdad what we had seen, but he didn't believe us. 
I'm not sure I would either, giving a first-hand account of the creature and the issues around it, but nonetheless, I hope the story finds you well. That is gross. <laughs> Thank you, Brad, for sending that in. I don't know how to feel. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, that was icky. I have goosies. Um, I wonder what it is. Yeah. I If I would have been in that situation, I would have also just started running or probably would have just frozen and died in, in just right there. Or hopefully I wouldn't start off and just stayed in the car with your stepdad and just waited, waited in safety. But, ew. Um, thank you. <laughs> I think this is a great start to our first segment of Creepy Reads. Um, so yeah, keep on sending your, your things and uh, this is going to be super, super fun. Now, let's move on to your um the story of the episode so i since uh the choose your own adventure that i did with emma um i got a lot of good feedback on it so i decided to do a choose your own adventure listener version and this is where we are starting so on instagram i did the poll I had researched and completed four stories and assigned a different emoji to each stories. And you voted on the order of it. So if I remember correctly, the pumpkin story is first. And then the alien story, the demon story, and the poop emoji story are next. One thing, the emojis are completely random. You're not going to be getting a pumpkin, haunted pumpkin, or adduction or demon possession and then like a poop haunted poop story <laughs> they had absolutely no links to the story it uh was just whichever were they seem to be some of my most used emojis i'm not sure why and there were some of the first ones there so that is uh there's no logic behind the emojis but i digress let's dive in for our first listener's story, well, not listener, well, yeah, I guess, listener's choice story, we are going to the theater. Specifically, we are going in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, on Greenville Street in the iconic Granville Strip, and we are going to the Vogue Theater. So this theater is one of the last remaining ones uh, from what used to be known as Theater Row. It opened in 1941 as a movie house and a venue for performing arts. It closed in 1988 due to uh, declining business, but it reopened in 1991, which is the year I was born, uh, where it was renovated to its original state. And it remains a, uh, open today as a venue for live performances. So, why are we visiting the feeler? It is because it is very haunted. And we are going to go through the claims for this episode. First up, a suspected staff member has apparently loved working there so much that he decided to stay during his afterlife. An apparition of a clean-shaven 
young man with dark hair and stern features has been seen by both staff and visitors. There, one thing to note, there's no direct proof or no no direct proof that the apparition of who the apparition is, their identity, nor are there any reports, reported deaths in the theater. But some people believe that this person used to work there because not only are they seen in the public areas of the theater, but very, very often in the staff-only areas where um, patrons just can't go there. Specifically, this young man is seen in the projection room, on the catwalk, on stage, in audience seating, and also in the basement quarters. Now, our young man had a run-in with one of many, with Bill Allman. Bill Allman was a manager of, a, of the theater in the past. And in 1995, he decided to bring a friend and his girlfriend to visit the theater. The one thing about the girlfriend was that she was a psychic and, of course, was able to see our dear apparition. When they entered the projection room, she saw a man turn around and she saw him clearly. So she thought it was a staff member. So this apparition turned, looked at her, seemed extremely angry at her, and then he just vanished. And in the recounting of the story, she says that the apparition just vanishing out of thin air was what gave her that clue that this person actually wasn't there. The um, Shane McPherson, who is a performer, also had an a run-in with this apparition. During one of his acts in Unforgettable, while he was performing on stage, he saw the young man. So as he's on stage dancing, singing, he sees this young man walk out of the fire exit up to the first row. The entire time, staring straight into McPherson's eyes and just seeing, seeming unhappy. As soon as he got to the front row, he vanished. This caused McPherson to drop his prop cane, mess up his steps, and forget his lines. He shortly recovered, finished his number, but when he went off stage, you could see that he was still visibly shaken after the performance. Bill Amen, who was the manager at the time, went to have a chat with Shane and asked him if he was okay because he had noticed a stumble and having seen multiple performances, this wasn't normal. So Shane recounted the story to him and said that he truly believed that this was an audience member that wasn't happy with the performance and was coming up to the stage to create a problem. And the fact that he just vanished and no one seemed to react completely threw him off. Now, these two people aren't the only ones who had a run-in with our apparition. As I mentioned, he's been haunting the feeler for years. He did have, and not as he's been there for years, he's had run-ins with some clients, a lot of staff members. And speaking of staff members specifically, David Ron, who had a few run-ins with this apparition. When recounting how or telling ghost stories about the theater, he mentioned that one night when he was locking up, 
he saw the young man in the door of the projection room, staring at him, and bam, vanish. And he says that this often this happens quite often enough. Now, our resident ghost is not the only paranormal phenomenon staff and visitors experience. They often see shadow figures. So, let's go back to Bill Altman. He had been managing this theater for years and years and years. So, he had multiple, multiple experiences. He recounts an experience that he had in a quarter that is so, that is particularly haunted in the theater that it is named or nicknamed the Haunted Highway or Ghost Highway. In that one corridor, people will see shadow figures, the male apparition in question, slamming doors, banging noises. They will feel like someone is following them. So explaining what happens in the Haunted Hallway, Bill recounted one time when he said that he was locking up the carpentry room in the basement and got a distinct feeling that someone was behind them. So he turned around and saw what he described as a three-dimensional shadow go by the door. So quickly, he ran out into the hall to see who it was, but no one was there. He said that that day he set a speed record on how to quickly close the theater. Shadow figures as I mentioned, are seen quite often. Um, and there is a other employee who, who recounted a story as to when she saw one. She was working in the box office and she was, theater was closed to the general public getting ready for the night to come. And as she was getting stuff ready, she felt this presence of someone being in the lobby. So she looks up to see who it was. No one was there. As she's scanning the room to see why she had that feeling, she catches the glimpse of a shadow figure walking up the stairs to the balcony level. Quickly, she follows the figure because no one's supposed to be there. Now she reaches the balcony level. No one is there. The projection room, if you do the site to go and visit, apparently is a really great spot to see shadow figures. Visual apparitions, visual phenomenons are not the only haunted phenomenons in the theater. People have claimed to hear disembodied voices, laughter, just unexplicable sounds. Um, One, again, Bill Amon recounted this incredible experience that he had. So during a set, um, so the a Beatles tri- tribute band was performing at the venue for uh, for a few, few days. And they had their stage all set up for them, for the band. So as he's getting ready for the night, theaters again closed to the public. He is in the basement walking up the stairs and then he hears the drum kit being played. Which to him was concerning because A, no one's supposed to be there. And he was alone. He was pretty sure he was alone in the theater. So he hears this constant basic beat being played on the drums. So quickly, he goes up the stairs to get to the stage area, and the second he crosses that threshold, the music suddenly stops, and no one was around. In the article that I read where Bill was talking about all of these incredible experiences, when recounting this one, he couldn't help but laugh. Because he said that he didn't know who it was, 
but whoever it was that was playing the drums wasn't really used to it because they weren't very good. On top of weird, hearing weird noises, you may also have phantom smells, and that could be a, a sign that you are in the presence of a ghost of the feeler. Specifically, cigar and alcohol are often just randomly smelt around, and then they seem to be a sign of something bigger happening. That's what the employees have said. You smell cigar alcohol out of randomly. Keep your eyes peeled for something else. And last but not least, one of the other claims that the feeler, um, this haunted feeler has given us, is staff and visitors all often experience a general sense of uneasiness from either feeling like they're being watched or followed. Our employee, who is still very much alive, David Ron, um, had an experience where as he was walking in the audience area, which was empty, he felt something unseen brush up against him. And the second that force hit him, he started shivering and there was a sudden drop in temperature as whatever it was passed right through him. This was also felt by Arnold Robinson, who is the bass singer of the Nylons. He said that he was walking to the dressing room when all of a sudden, he felt like someone was walking behind them. He turned around to see who it was, but quickly noticed that he was alone in the hallway. Kept walking, and still that feeling was following him as if someone was right, right, right up behind them, walking with them. So to put himself at ease, he said out loud, if you want to hang out, that's cool. And the second he said that, the feeling stopped. And that, my friends, is the story of the Vogue Feeler in Vancouver, British Columbia. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I hope you really liked it. I will see you all next week with more creepy reads and the second story that you have chosen in the listeners listeners version of choose your own adventure so have a great 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 week be safe have fun and i will see you all very very soon bye you've heard the scary ghost stories you've discovered horrendous crimes and opened your eyes to the lives of murderers and missing persons. Maybe you've learned about cars or music, but have you ever wondered about the strange stories that make us, us? From zombies in World War I, to history-changing comets, to witches and incestuous bloodlines, take some time to learn something about our peculiar past with Brad and Alyssa over on the podcast, Strange History. Tune in wherever your ears are listening. Thank you for listening to Creepy Vibes Only. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. And you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen, download our episodes, and please leave us a review, ideally a really nice one. Thanks for vibing and keeping it creepy with us. We will see you next week. Bye!